This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into Kansas Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM KQAM. It's a Saturday morning. Hey, great to have you along for the ride this morning. Let's get you up and going. It is dreary. It is overcast. A little bit chilly as well, but nonetheless, we are still here ready to rock and roll. So thanks for hanging out with us today. Great to have you along for the ride. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. If you want to join into the program, we have one heck of a show lined up for you today as we have a lot of great guests joining the program we are officially into week number two of our state legislative session so we have some elected officials coming on the program to talk about the latest of what they've seen what bills they're working on plus i went to the website as well to talk to look at some of the latest active legislation going on in topeka as well very interesting bills that are popping up right now. Now, we did extend the emergency declaration here in the state of Kansas. I want some time to talk about that here in a minute and get your thoughts on that as we have extended that emergency through March, which uh, I guess the question is now, at what point do we say there's a virus we need to learn just to open things up and adapt to it or just continue to live like we have been and kill off economies and kill off people's jobs and kill off financial, you know, whatever. So at what point do we just say, let's start just opening things up and just making things, you know, functionable as we can with the virus around. So do we really need to have an emergency declaration order still enacted? I want to talk about that here in just a little bit. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we have Dan Hawkins, state representative from District 100, also House Majority Leader. We'll talk about the latest coming in from the House of Representatives. We have State Senator uh, and Senate President Ty Masterson. I'm not sure what time he's going to be joining us, but we'll get him on the program here uh, at some point throughout the show today as well. Uh, Plus, we have Davis Hooker Outlet, Brian and Blake Davis. They'll be wrapping up the show at 1030. Plus, we also have an interview. Evan Hawk, he is the founder of Make My Move. If you're looking to maybe move around, and Kansas actually is uh, one state where they've started utilizing this product. It's online where businesses can start recruiting and bringing people in and doing remote work from home for tech issues. So if you've looked to maybe change a career, maybe you've lost your career with the whole uh, COVID-19 pandemic, we talk with Evan Hawk, the head of uh, Make My Move, and we'll talk with him about some of the opportunities that you may have either as a business owner to recruit or as a employee looking to gain work to be able to relocate and to be able to work from home. So we have all that coming up on the program today. We are officially in phase number two of distribution of COVID-19 vaccines here in the state of Kansas. What does that mean in Sedgwick County especially? Where are we when it comes to our distribution? Will we be able to move into phase two, which it sounds like they're trying to, but at the same time they're like, yeah, we're getting like 300 doses. And we have like hundreds of thousands of people that need to get it in this phase too, or multiple thousands of people. So we'll see how uh, well that actually works in the streamlining. So we have a lot to get to today, plus open lines to you at 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. Kansas Talk is always presented here on Saturday mornings by Phil's Coins at 9344 West Central Avenue. For your buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity, it's Phil's Coins. You can visit them online at philscoins.com as well. They are opening in about a half an hour from now. And they'll be open until 2.30 this afternoon, so make sure to go and check them out. Phil Martinez, he'll be joining us on the show again here in the next couple of weeks because we love chatting with him. With that, it is Open Lines to you as we have a lot of legislative issues to get to, and we have some calls right off the bat. So let's jump to them here, shall we? Starting off with line number one. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, This is Frederick. Frederick, good morning, sir. How are you? 
I am fine, and uh, I will keep this very reserved, underlined, very, very reserved. Okay. And that is the fact that our Secretary of State, Scott Swab, um, he fired our election commissioner, Tabitha Lehman, yes. because she has cancer and she had to work from home, although she had a secure connection. Apparently, this Scott Swab guy if you are sick or if you are disabled or if you have cancer, he's just going to kick you to the curb and he doesn't want anything to do with you. And he's just going to kick you out and get somebody else in. And I haven't heard a good explanation from this individual why he did that to her. Now, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad. And for those that didn't hear the story, I can just kind of, and you kind of gave a synopsis as well. So Tabitha Lehman, our Cedric County election officer that's been here for, what, seven, eight, ten years, whatever she's been working in that yes, position, yes. Uh, it has been battling cancer. And the, what a time to try and battle cancer at the same time of having a general 2020 election that uh, went off the way it did. So that was kind of wild. Uh, but you're right. She was at, she had cancer. She was at home getting treatment. Uh, what she tried to do is she tried to tap into the statewide national or the statewide voter registration list, which uh, according to state law, you have to only do it based on a secure uh, site at the election office or on one of the certain computers that you have to do uh, from the election office sort of thing. She was not able to do that because she was at home getting treatment for cancer. She tapped into it knowingly that she was breaking the rules uh, in that sense, but because of her situation, she got into it and Scott Schwab said that she he is not going to renew her in that position. Now, I'm glad you mentioned that because we have Secretary of State Scott Schwab coming on the show next week with us. So, I that is, oh, really? Yes, yeah, so that is oh, one question. Really? Yeah, that, oh, oh, I mean, God, get, hey, get the eggs and tomatoes ready because you know what, Andy? You know, well, I'm going to try to keep it reserved, but what he did, I mean, I can't believe a person would do something like that to another individual. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, Andy, I've had two children with cancer, okay? And when my son had cancer and he was 17 years old, my boss called me in, and the owner of the company called me in and and told me, anytime I wanted to take a day off, do it. You know? Sure. But I'll tell you what, oh, you're going to have this guy in there, okay? Uh, Well, I I will have him on, and here's what I will say. Here's what I'll say. I'm definitely going to ask him the question. I have been a big fan of Scott Schraub for a long time. When he was a state representative, he was a solid conservative guy. I've talked to him numerous times as a state state representative and as Secretary of State, and I like Scott Schraub a lot, so I want to get his side and and understand what's going on. I understand the the need for a secure connection to that database because if that gets out and it does become fraudulent for some reason, then we have a whole case of worms that we're just opening up. So I understand at the same time, to understand someone's situation like that, to be able to have a little bit more access or have a little bit more leeway needs to happen as well. So I want to get his, I want to understand what's going on. I want to get his side of what's happening. So I, I'm looking forward to chatting with him next week and seeing what he has to say about this entire situation. Well, Andy, I have a lot of deep respect for you, but um, this might be one time where um, we're going to have to disagree. Listen, there's no excuse for what that man did. I don't know how um, how low you're going. I mean, um, how low are you going to have to go to do something like that? And I'm going to vote against the guy, and I'm going to put up the other guy's uh, um, deal in my front yard because of what he did.
Sure. Well, I, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's your prerogative. That's okay. That's completely okay. I mean, I understand because it's it's kind of a weird situation. Now, here's the good suit side, because I'm always the eternal optimist in these types of situations, is that now the Cedric County government is discussing opportunities to say, wait a second, instead of the Secretary of State choosing our election officer, maybe we should have control of that at the local level within the county commission and to be able to vote on a new person here, which they've been talking about for a while because the larger four counties in the state, the secretary of state of the state, uh, the state of Kansas gets to choose the election officer as opposed to the local county commissions. Um, and maybe this is a good opportunity for us now to say, now we can kind of step aside from this. We can kind of take charge and we can choose our own election officer to handle things at the local level since we're kind of down here, you know, boots on the ground sort of thing. So uh, this is opening up a door of discussion on how the process is being done and how we could potentially improve it to make it better. And that could change some things for the future as well. Well, I know that uh, we wanted to do that because there's only four counties in the state where this and you know what, Andy, I love you dearly, but, you know, when you have a family that has cancer like I've had, and you've had employers that have taken care of, and you have this guy come along and just kicks her to the curb when she she needs her job the most right now. She needs her insurance the most right now, and she's doing her best to do the best job she can. But this guy comes along and kicks her to the curb. And, you know, uh, like I said, um, um, I just hope he just I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry that uh, he's in a predicament the way he's in, but there's many, many, many people feel the same way uh, I do. I, no, I, I totally understand that one. I do, and I get it. And it's, it's an odd situation for us right now after we had, obviously, a very wild election as well. And I, and I feel for Tabitha Lehman for sure. And she obviously didn't want to leave that position, and she's done a great job over the last uh, however many years that she's been in there. So uh, you're right, and that's that's okay to be angry with this. I want to get down to the bottom and try and understand exactly what happened. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that conversation next week with him. Well, Andy, um, you know, I was a poll worker, and so I had close contact with her on many, many occasions. Sure. And uh, she's a decent – Andy, um, well – I think I've said enough. I've tried not to. Uh, uh, I've tried not to use any cuss words or try not to get myself in too big of a deal. But Andy, in the world I live in, you just don't do that. Sure. In the world I live in, there's something called semper fidelis, which means you're always faithful, always faithful. You don't turn your back on somebody, especially you don't turn your back on somebody that needs you the most. I'm, hey, that's what this guy did. I understand it completely, Frederick, and I love it. And it was a great, uh, it was a great phone call, even with the frustration. So I love it. And I appreciate it. And it's always good to hear from you, my friend. Happy Saturday morning to you. Appreciate that very much. Three one six seven two one eight two five five three one six seven two one. Talk. Let's go back to it here, shall we? Line number two. Good morning. Who's this? Mister Anderson. Uh, what's happening, sir? How are you? Good morning. This is Agent Smith. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Agent Smith. Yes. What's on your yeah. mind this morning, Sean? Hey, uh, well, first of all, last Monday I called my attorney to make a change to my will. Okay. I told him that. I told him that uh, when I'm dead and buried, if I start voting from the grave, mm. make sure my votes go Republican. Yeah. It, you know what? That needs to probably be in people's wills by now on because the way things are going, we're going to see a lot of uh, a, a lot of those start popping up in the next few elections. What do you think? Uh, 
I, you probably, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. So, um, uh, since dead people already vote anyway, they just happen to vote Democrat. But uh, yeah. anyway, <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> hey, listen, <clears throat> I wanted to say something and then I'll, uh, get off the air. But, uh, um, my emotions over this election have just run the gamut, man. I tell you what, sure. I've been demoralized. I've been depressed. I've been everything, but fearful. I mean, I'm worried. Yes, but I, I don't, I'm not feeling any fear or anxiety, but my attempts to deal with this stuff, uh, haven't worked too well. For example, you know, <clears throat> one thing I like is a lot of humor. So I've been watching, you know, basically comedy on my, uh, on my uh, iPhone, like uh, South Park and uh, some stand-up stuff, you know, like George Carlin and uh, Louis Black. But uh, it, it only seems to help for the moment. And then uh, uh, once it's over, you know, I, I just I can't help them. The feelings that just come back, you know. It's so, very frustrating. Uh, I, and you know what? It's not going away. That's what we've been saying on the on the show during the week. What we've been saying on this program is that it's not going away. And the silencing, the abuse that conservatives are getting now as the post-election consequences, I guess you could call it, that, you know, silencing on social media, the blocking, the, the, the labeling as domestic terrorists. I mean, we're already frustrated with a system. We're already frustrated with what's going on. And then you try and rub the salt into the wound. It's not going away. There's 75 million voters that voted Republican and voted for Trump across the nation. They're still angry. And the more you try and silence them and suppress them, the angrier they're going to get. It's not going to go away. That's right. And, uh, you know, I, um, I found a way deal with it a lot better that really helps out because I don't like, you know, I don't like sitting around feeling, uh, not helpless. Yes. And I definitely don't want to feel hopeless, but you know, the feelings of, you know, of being powerless to do anything about it. So <clears throat> last night I happened to remember a commercial I saw on TV and, uh, <clears throat> it's called the, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called the, uh, pray.com. Okay. It's got it's got uh, James Earl Jones uh, reading the Bible. Uh, I would uh, listen to that. That's fantastic. Oh, uh, last night I fell asleep listening to it. What I did was I downloaded the app to my phone. Uh, I went ahead and bought a one year subscription uh, for sixty nine ninety nine, so that way I could get full access. Because I guess I guess there's a free there's a free side to it, but you don't get full access. So I went ahead and bought bought the entire thing. It is the coolest website, man. I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff on there. They, uh, like um, uh, <clears throat> there's a radio version of It's a Wonderful Life with uh, Jimmy Stewart. And uh, I, I can't remember the actress he co-starred with. They did a, uh, they did a uh, radio, uh, uh, a live radio version of that uh, movie. Okay. Uh, after, after uh after it won uh, some Academy Awards, I guess. This would have been back in the late 40s. And then there's, like, uh, <clears throat> some other areas on the website uh, that you can listen to. For example, um, <clears throat> there's an area where if you want to listen to some, like a, like a sermon, there's, a, like, a good probably dozen uh, uh, different church pastors up there. <clears throat> you might recognize uh, Joel Olstein and Joyce Myers and Charles Stanley, and uh, uh, Greg Laurie is one of my favorites. So I listened to his three-part message on God's answers 
to uh, on God's answer to, to fear, anxiety, and worry. And uh, I listened to all three uh, uh, all three uh, 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 sermons. I like and, it. Uh, it was one, it was one of the funniest sermons I've ever heard, including a. Uh, Especially from Greg Laurie. He's a pretty funny guy as it is. Great, great preacher. I, I haven't heard him in quite a while, but uh, I really enjoyed it. But I, I fell asleep for like three hours listening to uh, uh, James Earl. It actually helped me sleep better. But So he's reading the Bible. I right? just threw the Bible in one year, starting with uh, the New Testament, uh, Book of Matthew. But but in between the, the, the readings that he does, there's a... a Somebody else comes on uh, doing narration. I, I, I think it's telling the story of what what he's reading. They got background music, sound effects. I mean, it's really cool. The whole production. It, I'm gonna have to check that out. I I've I've seen it. I've I've seen the uh, advertisement for the app on the phone. I haven't yet to download it and check it out. But I did see something about it. So I'll have to go and check that out because it sounds like some there's some pretty good production to it. So I appreciate that. Yeah, after Joe Pags today, I'll probably. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, check it out again while I'm sitting there drinking a cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know but, what? I'm right there with you on that one. Although I got to refrain from the adult beverages until later tonight because my UFC 257 with Conor McGregor starts the the main fight card doesn't even start till nine o'clock, which means he's not going to fight until probably eleven o'clock or midnight. So I need to pace myself today before so I can actually enjoy the fight tonight. Yeah, I can understand that. Well, just make sure you got the heat turned up. That's right. You know? That's right. You don't, want, you don't want to drink cold beer in the cold. That sucks. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, that's uh, You stick the beer outside, let it cool off throughout the day, and uh, you can thoroughly enjoy that one. So, uh, Sean, I appreciate it, my friend. i got to take a break here. We're running late on one, but it's good to hear from you, and it sounds like you got some good plans this weekend. So I'm glad you get to enjoy it. And, yes, I'll have to check out that app. I have seen it. I just haven't downloaded it yet. So, that's a good one. I appreciate that. All right, got to take a break. 24 minutes past the hour. When we come back, we have some legislative updates. We have the COVID-19 distribution. We have the issue with the Secretary of State. I want to get your thoughts on that as well. So, Frederick, I'm glad that you brought that up, and I appreciate that very much. And a heck of a lot more here on a Saturday for Candace Talk here on the Big Talker KQAM. Stay here. Twenty-seven minutes past the hour on a Saturday morning here, Candace Talk here on KQAM. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Good morning to you. A lot of good phone calls first off this morning. So, and we got some more on the line here. Hang tight. We got a short break here, so we'll get to you after the bottom of the hour. By the way, if you are looking for us on Facebook Live, we still are banned on Facebook Live. I'm still blocked on that for a temporary ban, which means you haven't been able to watch the Voice of Reason during the week. You can't watch this one on the weekend right now. We'll see when that one gets lifted, but they keep coming up temporary. I don't know how long the temporary ban is. They won't tell me. I'm assuming a 30-day thing, so we may have to go for a while. But I did post the uh, streaming uh, in the website on the Facebook page. So if you can't listen on the radio station itself, you can listen on kqmradio.com. You can find the live stream there, also on the TuneIn app, and you can listen to us that way as well. There's some comments coming in about the emergency declaration order it being extended through March, they just want the money. Yeah, they do just want the money. So I do want to talk about our elected officials and ask them about that here in the state. Why did we extend the emergency declaration order through March? When are we going to start like not doing that and opening everything up? I get that we want to limit Governor Laura Kelly's ability to control the situation because she kind of takes things to another level. So I understand that. 
Uh, and I understand also there's a serious issue when it comes to the court issues and the court cases with uh, the, uh, I mean, the prolonged delay of court hearings and there's a statute of limitations on those and we need to get those heard. And if we open things up and we don't uh, and we're not under an emergency declaration, then that could really cause some issues with the court system. So I know there's some really serious things we need to address here, but at what point can we just say, you know what? It's not an emergency anymore. We've plateaued. Everybody in the states pretty much had the virus in one way, shape, or form, and it's time to just open things up and get things rolling again. When we come back, we have House Majority Leader, State Representative Dan Hawkins. He'll be joining us on the phone. Maybe that's a question we'll ask him. When will it be enough, and when can we finally not be under a, a emergency declaration? And can we reform it for long-term issues so this doesn't happen again and the governor actually has some limitations on her? Big things going on, so we'll talk about all that and more here on Candace Talk. When we come back after the bottom of the hour news here on the Big Talker KQAM. Now back to Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Back into Kansas Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 1025 FMK, QAM. It's a Saturday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning, trying to get you. It's hard to get up this morning. I'm still, like, lagging a little bit because it's so dreary outside. I've been feeling really great lately, but this morning, man, it's hard. It's overcast. It's kind of dreary. I guess we're supposed to get a little bit of rain or something, like, later tonight. So, but we'll still get you up and going today, and that's the way we do it right here on the show. So thanks for hanging out with us today. All presented by Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue, buying, selling, and trading with honesty and integrity for all your gold and silver needs. You can visit them online at philscoins.com. They're also officially open this morning as of just a few minutes ago until about 2.30 this afternoon. So make sure you go and check out Phil's Coins. All right, we've had a lot of great conversation already when it comes to some of the things going on in the state, we are officially now into phase number two of COVID-19 distribution. So that's fun. We'll get your thoughts on that here in a minute as well. But let's shift gears a little bit and let's see what the latest is from the uh, legislature. As we had the first couple of weeks uh, the introducing some of the legislation, I've been going on the website and seeing all the bills that have uh, been presented in the House and the Senate. And it's been a busy time already. So that's fun. And on the phone with us here, I'm excited to have him back on the program. He is the House Majority Leader, also State Representative from District Number 100. Mr. Dan Hawkins hanging out with us today. Dan, how are you, my friend? Andy, it's a great day to be a Kansan. Absolutely. It's always a great day to be a Kansan. You guys have been extremely busy since you've went up there already. And, I mean, there was, what did you guys have, like 50 or 70 bills that were already, like, on the table ready to be discussed as soon as you went up there? Yeah, actually it was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was 45 pre-filed bills, uh, which was actually a record. We usually don't have that many. You know, we'll have 10, 15, 20 pre-filed bills, but there were 45. Um, You you know, there were, some of those will never see, you know, committee hearings or go anywhere. I mean, that's just the way our system is. We'll have probably well over 500 bills introduced this year. And can you imagine having 500 bills become law? It's not a good thing. <laughs> no. Uh, so we'll weed those out through the committee process. And then certainly as 
that come out of committee, there's going to be some that won't make it to the floor, and uh, uh, we'll pass a few. So we passed a big one yesterday, Andy. It was an awesome day yesterday. That's what I heard. Talk about what you guys did yesterday and uh, where we are now in the, in the state. Well, you know, last year, Andy, we uh, we worked on the value of them both, the, uh, the constitutional amendment uh, that would – allow the legislature to, again, uh, have a say on regulating the abortion industry. Yes. Uh, as you know, the courts uh, came out with uh, a decision uh, in 2019 that uh, uh, there was a fundamental right uh, to bodily autonomy in the, uh, in the Constitution with one word called liberty. And uh, literally that put all of our um, abortion... Uh, regulations at risk and so last year we we had that uh, value them both amendment and in the house we lost it by four votes we had four uh, republicans that would not go along and and so we didn't get it done the senate did it last year but of course we started a new year we had to start from scratch well this year quite different um you know the 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 people of kansas spoke they sent a little bit more conservative uh, members to the legislature, and we had 86 members to start out the year, and all 86 members of our caucus voted for the value them both yesterday. We passed it. Wow. We had to have 84 to pass. We got 86. Uh, what's unfortunate is, is the, the, the Senate uh, was going to try to take it up on Thursday, but one of their members um, walked out of the Senate and would not vote. So they're kind of tied up over there waiting to uh, get that member back on board. I think Monday or Tuesday they'll probably take a shot at it again and uh, and should pass it. I think it will pass. It's just a uh, sure. you know, little shenanigans go on sometimes up there, and a, a person that, uh, that would normally vote for it decided he wanted something or or you know decided that he wanted to stop it, whatever. But he will come on board. I have no doubt. But uh, he's just playing a little game right now. So um, here soon. It will be ready to go to the ballot in 2022, so we're looking forward to that. That is really great news. So, uh, as you mentioned, I mean, we'll go through the Senate, just kind of going through a little bit of a political delay there. But the fact that all 86 members of the Republican Party voted for this in the House is astronomical. So that is a great day to wrap up, I think, a, a an interesting first couple of weeks in the legislature. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's truly, that is probably the most important uh a vote we will ever take in our career. Yeah. Absolutely the most important. You know, the fact that, that, that being able to regulate properly, that saves 15 babies' lives a day. A day. Yeah. Uh, and, and anybody, anybody uh, can say that is the most important uh, item we could possibly vote on. And it is. And so now it's, it's past the House. We're happy about that. Um, you, you know, certainly... We can't set on our laurels. We have to keep working. Uh, but today is a nice day to be able to say, uh, you know, God touched people's hearts. And 86 people said every child deserves to be born. Yeah, amen to that. So let's talk about the, the process because the media has been focusing on this bill for a little bit as well. And they've been critical of, well, the, the, the evil Republicans want to keep it partisan and only do it in the primary elections in 2022 on the ballot as opposed to putting it on the general ballot in 2022 what's uh, where'd that discussion come from and how do we get to that point you know the the cer- certainly um the uh, a ballot uh, uh, a constitutional amendment can go on to either um 
uh, a primary or a general election, and it can also go in a special election. Uh, last year, uh, it was determined that you know the primary is, is probably the best place for that, and uh, that was the date that we used um, in, in our bill last year, and we just moved it out uh, to 2022 and the primary in 2022. So, um, you know, the, the opposition will say, well, you know, that's a lighter turnout. Uh, people don't have a chance to vote. Absolutely wrong. Everybody, even an independent, has a chance to vote on a on a constitutional amendment sure. in the primary. Uh, so that's just a red herring. I, you know, dismiss that. Uh, you know, out of hand. <laughs> it's this, they're um, a nice little nitpicking that they try to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did a lot of that yesterday. The Democrats brought. Uh, they actually brought an amendment uh, to repeal the death penalty to the. To the uh, constitutional amendment, which was it was actually uh, uh, determined to be not germane to the amendment, so it never did even get a vote. Um, they brought a lot of amendments. They, the Democrats probably took up out of two and a half hours of debate. They probably took up sixty percent, maybe even sixty-five percent of the time, the debate time. So. Wow. Well, they're desperate to try and stop it, but it uh, got some good momentum. So hopefully we can see the same come out of the U.S. Senate or the state Senate here uh, sometime next week relatively soon. Let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about there's been big news, of course, with the extension of the declaration, uh, the Emergency Declaration Act in the state. You guys are trying to reform that as well to make sure that we actually have a solid plan for long term crises like we have seen. And, and I heard that it was extended until March. Why did we need to extend this until March? And when can we say, yeah. you know, we don't, we're not really in an emergency anymore. Let's start opening things up. So, so basically where we're at on that. So the, the uh, House Bill 2016 from last year uh, sunsets on January 26th, which I believe is next Tuesday. Um, if it sunsets without us, doing anything we're going to lose several things in that uh we're going to lose protections from the governor being able to shut down businesses and shut down churches and do all the things that you know she would want to do so 2016 is good for us it's worked exactly like uh we wanted it to uh we put it you know the 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 county commissioners at the you know it's basically the lowest the lowest pardon me the lowest level local control decides whether they want to do something or not instead of a statewide mandate. <clears throat> so it was very important for us to extend that. Uh, so KEMA, the, the, the new bill, which is Senate Bill 14, uh, had everything in it from last year, plus a, little, a, a few more tweaks just to keep the governor from doing some things while we're working on the final bills. So that puts us out to March 31st. That's, that's actually passed both houses and it's on the way to the governor, uh, so the governor will probably sign that. Some people wonder if she will veto it because she doesn't like the fact that there's guardrails in there that doesn't let her do what she wants. Yeah, uh, she'll she'll sign it. Uh, she'll need to sign it because otherwise she loses everything. Um, and then that gives us basically until um, our April break to actually get the permanent changes to Kima, which is in Chapter 44. Nobody cares about the chapter, but that's where Kima, the Kansas Emergency Management Act, is housed in the statutes. And also Chapter 65, which uh, is about the state health officer and the county health officers and their um, authority to do certain things. So there will be a bill or two bills to put permanent fixes in that. That gives us time to get that done 
before SB 14 uh, runs out of its time, which is March 31st. Well, good. At least we have some protections because it is concerning the fact that you know, the governor can just, well, you know what, I'm just going to shut things down. So now that you guys are working on a long-term plan, what could that long-term plan look like when it comes to the powers of the legislature versus the powers of the governor? I mean, what could this end bill look like by the end of the session? Well, a, a governor is always going to have certain powers because the legislature is not in, we're not a full-time legislature. We're, we're there from the second Monday in January to generally May 15th. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit less than that, sometimes a little bit longer, uh, but we're a part-time legislature. The governor has to have some powers. Uh, the problem is is that our our forefathers never envisioned a pandemic like this, and the statutes were never written with a pandemic in mind. And so the new bills will uh, put guardrails on what a governor can do, whether it's a Democrat governor or a Republican governor, uh, which they don't have now. Uh, well, we do in 2016, but it's going to go farther in laying out exactly what they can do and what they can't do. Um, you know, the Judiciary Committee on both sides are, are working on uh, those bills right now. And I would say probably within the next three weeks, we will see those bills on the floor, um, get them passed and, and get them. Uh, well, they're going to have to pass by 84 because the governor's not going to sign them. Sure. Um, you, you have to know that the governor's not going to like the guardrails that are going to be put on that. So we're going to have to have 84 people, you know, pass that so we've got a veto proof uh, uh, vote and uh, uh, that way we can get it done so governor's always got they, they get it she gets to say in it she gets to veto it or or sign it so sure well maybe we'll see another vote like we did uh, with the vote yesterday with the abortion bill so that would be really nice as well we got just about a minute or so left before we have to let you go but anything else major that's that's being focused on I was looking at some of the list and as you mentioned there's a lot of bills that aren't going to go anywhere, but they're kind of cute. The fact that they tried to propose them with, you know, a national popular vote in the state with a minimum wage of $17.25 over the next 10 years. Uh, I mean, there's some ridiculous bills out there that are, that are kind of floating, but what's kind of the pressing for you guys right now? Well, probably the next big thing is going to be the um, property tax transparency bill. Uh, It's actually already passed the Senate. Uh, we had a hearing this week in the House in the Tax Committee on that. Uh, that's really our me- next big big thing to get done. Uh, property taxes are just out of control in our state. Um, every single county enjoys the increase in valuations. They always say, well, we didn't raise the mill levy, so we didn't do anything. Well, uh, the, the property tax creep just from the valuations just keeps raising our property taxes uh, immensely every year. So that bill is going to put some transparency into it and make it to where, you know, they're going to have to take some votes if they're going to do those things. So our, our county commissioners can be held accountable for, you know, the continual, uh, creep in property taxes. So that's going to be our next biggest thing, Andy. Sure. Any, any opportunity, I guess, or any way that we could discuss again, lowering the sales tax on food, is that still a possibility? Yeah, it, I would say it is. It would have to be put in a package, and there's a possibility of that. Certainly, uh, you know, the governor has proposed uh, a tax on digital downloads and on um, uh, remote sellers, internet sellers. Uh, I'm not sure how much traction she's really going to get on that. I don't think anybody likes the idea of doing of taxing digital downloads. But I would say the only way that something like that could pass is if there was an offset on some other tax. 
um, you, you know, to make it, you know, tax neutral or revenue neutral. Um, but we'll have to see how that goes. I, I've, I've not talked to a whole lot of our members about, you know, what she's proposed there. Uh, I, I'm just not sure that that's going to happen. So we'll, the, the only way we're going to get uh, sales tax on food lowered is if we, you know, bring in revenue from somewhere else to offset it. So, sure. um, you know, it's that's not an easy situation, but it's something everybody wants. Work in progress. Dan Hawkins, House Majority Leader, District Number 100 here in the Wichita area. Dan, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. You guys are getting a decent start off to the legislature, so I appreciate that. Let's get another update here real soon. Um. Welcome back into Kansas Talk right here on The Big Talker. KQAM goes by so fast. Fly by hour number one, just about wrapped up here. Thanks again to Dan Hawkins, House Majority Leader, coming on the show. They have a lot of things on their slate right now, so I appreciate the time very much from him to talk about some of that. Big vote from Friday, so that's good news, and we need to continue to fight the good fight. Speaking of, I want to shift gears a little bit. We have a caller on the line. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. I want to get to you here in a second. We have a recorded interview that we sat down with just a couple of days ago that I want to play to wrap up this hour as we sat down with Evan Hawk with uh, the founder of Make My Move. There are many towns across the state of Kansas that are using this Make My Move program, whether you're an employee looking to relocate and work uh, to do remote work from home or whether you're a company looking to recruit individuals to work from home, maybe for IT issues or other things. Uh, that's what he's about, and that's what Make My Move is all about. We sat down with Evan Hawk. He is the co-founder of Make My Move. It's Evan Hawk on the line with us here. Evan, how are you, my friend? Great. Thanks for having me. Hey, I appreciate you coming on here. Talk about, first up, before we get into the craziness of the last year or so, talk about remote working. Uh, now we have remote learning with schools. We have people working from home. Has this been a trend that's slowly been going towards that way, or has COVID-19 really taken it to a whole new level when it comes to people trying to work from home? You know, for, for a lot of years, uh, more and more people have been a- adopting uh, remote work, but the, the pandemic has accelerated that trend dramatically. So pre-pandemic, there's about 5 million people that uh, worked remotely. Now that we think that's in, in the tens of millions, and many of those will stick around after the pandemic is over. Wow. So you think they'll actually stick around that might, that might actually change the way people just do their daily business? Yeah, I mean, we think that this is sort of a first in our lifetimes event, you know, um, uh, where suddenly people are um, not reliant on their job to choose where they want to work. So they're free for the first time to to go wherever they want to go. And communities are starting to get wise and realizing that they should be recruiting these folks to live and work in their region, bring their job with them. You know, it's a net benefit uh, for the for the community, and and it's a net benefit for the um, the the worker that can really live wherever they want to live. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the, when you think about some of the remote working before, you would think of oh, maybe it was just like a call center where the phones were just directed to your home phone or your cell phone or something. But now, I mean, people can work on sales. They can work on really virtually anything from home. And you guys are working to make that a little bit easier. I know some uh, places around the South Central Kansas area, Lincoln, Nebraska, Topeka, and Osborne, Kansas, are places that are starting to adapt your guys' program with Make My Move. And you can go on there at makemymove.com. But talk about what you guys have created here. Yeah, so Make My Move is a, uh, it's a marketplace that connects these remote workers with communities that want to pay them to move uh, to their region. So think of it like lending tree uh, for a remote work incentives. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, they can virtually just connect and really just go anywhere they need to. Yeah, so you can come to the website, uh, makemymove.com. 
shop for um, uh, various incentives, um, find one that you like um, and, and claim it. Uh, we're there to help you make sure that you, you get the incentives and help you uh, with all the lo- sort of logistical details uh, along the way. Uh, you know, it's pretty interesting. Kansas is actually a national leader um, uh, on the platform. There are four uh, uh, communities listed, uh, and they were some of the, uh, the early ones. Um, so, yeah, you named a couple of them. I mean, uh, Lincoln and Os- uh, Osborne offering free land uh, kind of out there uh, in, in the country. There are 70 um, uh, counties that are, are part of the rural opportunity zones um, uh, that, that are offering $15,000. And my favorite uh, of, of all of them is Topeka, Kansas. So they're offering some cash, uh, but then also a year of free Jimmy John sandwiches. So uh, targeting that younger crowd, really creative incentive, and people are loving it. I love it. That's a really good way to bring people into the state because we've been reading some of the stats of people moving out of the state of Kansas. So this is kind of an incentive to bring people back in. Uh, uh, and you said a lot of people are starting to jump on board with this, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You know, I, I think for the first time, uh, you know, the, the consumers, the workers are realizing that they have some real economic power. Uh, for, for decades, communities have been incentivizing companies moving to the area and bringing jobs with them. But the, the smart communities are realizing that they can actually target those workers directly and bring, uh, bring themselves and their job with them. What are some of the big industries that are jumping on board with this, looking for the recruitment and trying to bring people to certain areas? Yeah, so uh, industries, I mean, um, any sort of software development, so uh, software engineers, designers, marketers, sales uh, people, you know, the, the technology has come so far that millions of jobs are able to be done entirely remotely. And what we're finding is that a lot of the workers, after have, having been exposed to it, really like it. They have a lot more control over their lives. Many of them feel like they're more productive than when they were sort of in the office. And not having to commute back and forth um, uh, to an office every day is just a huge improvement on their daily lives. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's nice to not have to actually fight traffic, not actually have to. I mean, you could just really wear your uh, button-up shirt on top and wear your pajama bottoms on the bottom if that's what you want to do and have a nice relaxing day and actually still get some things done. Uh, And I'm sure it really helps with individuals when it comes to daycare and that sort of thing as well. So there's tons of benefits from just working from home and the accessibility you guys are allowing is just making that a heck of a lot easier. So that's awesome. MakeMyMove.com. MakeMyMove.com. You can check it out and you can see some of the services for remote workers, if that's the industry, or maybe uh, individuals that are wanting to get into this industry. Are there entry-level positions, do you think, out there as well to start getting people transitioned into this type of stuff? Yeah, what we're really seeing is that companies are responding to the sudden rise in in demand. You know, I think um, for a long time, companies didn't want to adopt it because they do have to, you know, use new tools and new processes. The pandemic sort of forced them to adopt that, and now it's, it's an option. Uh, it's a benefit that they can give uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to their potential workers and their, their current workers. So it's definitely sort of a retention and uh, recruitment strategy, and a lot of companies are adopting it. Yeah. Talk about the benefits to the business as well uh, when it comes to maybe not renting out actual buildings, uh, the brick-and-mortar buildings, or even having to buy buildings or build buildings. I mean, this is a benefit not only to the employee to make it convenient for them, but also for many, the, the business aspect as well, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, so you, you touched on maybe the, um, um, the, the, the simple answer is that they have to spend less money on, um, uh, on physical space, which is great. But I think the most interesting uh, piece is that it opens up a talent pool that's far larger. It's global. 
They can hire anyone anywhere. And so uh, often it's really difficult to uh, to recruit that specialist, that person that, you know, uh, is, is really hard to find. If it doesn't matter where that person is, suddenly uh, my options are um, are far greater. Yeah, absolutely. Last question before we let you go. Evan Hawk, the co-founder of MakeMyMove.com. But any talks or have you heard any industry here in the Wichita area that's looking to jump on board? I know that Wichita is starting to be a bit of a focus for some technology companies and software companies coming to this area. Do you think that's going to start branching out here to South Central Kansas? Yeah, absolutely. We hope so. We, we don't have an incentive with Wichita just yet, but they are on our target list. So um, keep checking back every couple of months. Uh, there, are, there are new incentives there every day. I love it. Evan Hawk, co-founder of MakeMyMove.com. Evan, we appreciate the time very much, my friend. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right, there it is, hour number two of Kansas Talk right around the corner. We appreciate Evan Hawk joining the program. we got some calls on the line. We'll talk about, talk about some more legislative things as well. A lot of things happening here in the state of Kansas, and we'll get to as much of it as we possibly can. Hour number one in the books here for Kansas Talk here on the Big Talker KQAM. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. On the Big Talker, KQAM. Welcome back into Kansas Talk Hour number two of Kansas Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, KQAM. It's Saturday morning. Let's get you up and going for the day, trying to get you pumped up, ready to rock and roll. We have a lot to get to in an hour of it's already gone. So there is that. Welcome in. We are not on Facebook Live right now. Is Facebook still not liking me do Facebook Live things? But we do have the stream up. You can listen to us on the AM and FM, also on kqamradio.com, and the TuneIn app. You can stream us live on your phone right there as well. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we have Davis Liquor Outlet. Brian and Blake Davis, they'll be joining us to chat about some of the adult beverages that you may be able to enjoy. So it's, uh, it's always fun to chat with them. And we'll get them in here a little bit. Ty Masterson, Senate President, he may be calling in sometime in this next half hour. If not, we'll get him on the show next week. It's not a big deal. He's a very busy kind of guy. So we'll chat with him whenever we can. And it'll either be in the next half hour here or we'll get him on the show next week. Not a big deal at all. So that means... That it's open line to you at 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. By the way, Kansas Talk is presented by Phil's Coins, 9344 West Central Avenue. They are open right now until 2.30 this afternoon for all your buying, selling, and trading needs with honesty and integrity for your gold and silver. Make sure to check them out. I have, I'm trying to get back into the habit of you know every paycheck getting 20, 40 bucks, going and buying a silver round, a couple of silver rounds. I want to start doing that again. I haven't done it in a while. And it, actually, it was before I left for Ohio, we, we were doing that. And then we stopped, obviously. And I just got to get back into that routine because you can set aside a little bit. It's nice for an emergency fund. It's nice for uh, just to have a collection. It's nice just in case, you know, we spend trillions of dollars at the federal level and we just, you know, bankrupt the nation and you can have some actual value of something. I'm just throwing that out there as a possibility. We do have a near $2 trillion COVID-19 relief bill that Joe Biden's wanting to pass at the federal level on top of everything else we've done already, and we're sitting at 30 40% of the GDP that the federal government's consuming. So, you know, the value of the dollar may be dropping, which means now's the time to maybe get some hard things like gold and silver. So, Phil's Coins, philscoins.com, also at 9344 West Central Avenue, right on uh, right near Central and Mays. You can check them out. They're open until 2.30 this afternoon. Open line to you. At 316-721-8255, and let's go right to it, shall we? Line at number one. Good morning, who's this? 
Scott. Scott, what's going on, sir? Well, we're already in the police state here, and as I said before, the censorship will increase and increase. You know, people even like yourself will be censored as the future goes on. Uh, politicians don't want to uh, give up their power. It's like here locally, you get politicians who are supposed to be resigning from city council, and I don't know if they have or not. But like I said, uh, the governor won't, uh, uh, she won't uh, relinquish any power. She's just going to try to keep increasing her power until, just like any other dictator, uh, just like the president himself that we got now, you know, socialism is here, folks. Yeah, we have a big fight on our hands. Now, the good news is is that we have a supermajority of Republicans in both chambers of our state legislature, which means now that they're working on this extended long-term version of the uh, uh, Emergency Declaration Act, they can put the limitations on the governor so she can't shut things down and do whatever she wants to do. And even if she vetoes that bill, which she's going to veto that bill because she doesn't like her hands being tied on these issues, we can override that veto because we have enough numbers to do so. So I'm very confident in that sense. You're you're right when it comes to the control, even at the local levels here. I mean, I, I've been seeing some comments on social media about trying to change the format to be able to elect our health officer for the county as opposed to it being appointed by the county commission. That's an opportunity. That's an idea. I don't know. It's unfortunate because I don't think that doctor stuff and medical things should be politicized to the point to where we need to vote on it and then have campaign money come into a, a health officer for the county have to have money and find special interest to get the money for a campaign. So I don't like that aspect of it. At the same time, it's already kind of politicized because now we have what we're seeing right now with massive shutdowns. And I mean, if you remember what Dr. Min said all the way at the beginning of this pandemic about this time last year was that if he had a choice, he would uh, do a force quarantine for every single person not to even leave their home for like a two-year period, So, which is a little well, absurd. The thing, the thing about it is, these people are all part of the eugenics-type program. World Health Organization, CDC, you know, Southeast a part of that stuff. So all those people are trying to get rid of people. Their depopulation is there for even though they're bringing people in, they're trying to get rid of the real Americans. They, they want these people who are willing to be servitude to government. Well, here's what, here's what, what I will say. Here's what I will say is that I did agree with President Donald Trump's uh, reasoning for getting out of the World Health Organization. I don't like those things. I don't like Joe Biden going back into it. And now you can see the World Health Organization, now that Trump has left, conveniently, they're like, well, we're going to change the way we do testing across the world for the virus because we're getting too many false positives and we're getting positive tests when they just had the flu and we're just kind of changing it. So, you know, the numbers that were telling us that Donald Trump's terrible and doesn't know how to handle the issue and doesn't know how to handle the situation. You know, those numbers are too high now, so we're going to start reforming it so where the numbers are lower, and then all of a sudden it's going to be like, oh, well, look, the, the virus is starting to go away. So it is kind of convenient how all these changes are happening right after the presidential election. This virus is just a test run for the big one that's going to really kill people. They're just trying to see if they can acclimate enough people to doing what they tell them to do because they're going to be set up for a really big virus that's going to kill a lot of people. Well, I, I mean, there is that. There's always the possibility for viruses to be spread everywhere. And, I mean, this one obviously was done intentionally from China, so there is that going for Scott, I appreciate it, my friend. I mean, keep up the fight. Stay alert and stay aware of what's going on because it's a never-ending battle against socialism and tyranny, even at the local levels. Imagine this. We are now in a world 
to where, yes, politics has come back down to the local level, which is what we like to focus on in local activism in your county parties, in your city council, in your county commission, in your state legislature. We're in a good position here in Kansas, I still think. I'm still, I'm, I know I'm the eternal optimistic kind of guy. I'm still positive about things happening in our state because we have a super majority in both chambers of our legislature of Republicans. Not only Republicans, but we did very well weeding out some of the moderate Republicans and making them more conservative. That's why we saw the vote yesterday in the House of Representatives. All 86 Republicans voted for the abortion bill, the anti-abortion bill, to where it would be on the ballot to make it a constitutional amendment saying that it is not a constitutional right for abortion in the state, but it would be up to the legislature to decide the rules and regulations on said event. And I know that's a very touchy subject. I don't want to focus a lot of time on that one because it's very emotional for a lot of people, but it's a big bill. And the fact that the fact that any bill in the legislature got all 86 Republicans to be unified and vote on this is a wild thing. I don't think I've ever seen that in the legislature in any state before, but that happened here in Kansas yesterday, and that's a major statement. Now, I think it's probably because abortion obviously is a very hot topic. We are in the quote-unquote Bible Belt. There's a lot of very religious individuals in the state, so we it takes sometimes drastic measures of the other side for us to unify and actually say, all right, we need to actually address something like this. And when the Supreme Court said, oh, yeah, it's constitutionally protected— then that really fired up a lot of individuals and Republicans, I think, would look, even the moderate ones, would look really, really bad if they tried to counter that and vote against it. So I I give them credit. Kudos to it. Now let's see if we can get it through the Senate early next week in the state legislature, which is kind of nice. We are in plan two, or phase two of the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine, but it's kind of just all over the place, all over the state. So according to the governor's guidelines, it's really individuals that are 65 years and older, plus uh, more doctors and healthcare professionals, but other uh, first-line responders, whether it's grocery workers, whether it's the meatpacking plant workers, whether it's teachers. I mean, there are a lot of people included in phase number two. We're not getting enough vaccines to do that. So I find it cute that they're saying we're now in phase two of the distribution. Maybe we got all the healthcare workers all done. Okay, cool. But there's a lot of counties, including here in Sedgwick County, where we're getting like, oh, I don't know, 300 doses of the vaccine, 600 doses of the vaccine, 2,000 doses of the vaccine. Even Dr. Minns with the health department came out and said, yeah, well, there's like thousands upon thousands of individuals within this group. So we're like in a modified version of phase two. And this is going to go on for a very long time. Then you hear the national news about how the vaccines are like getting stale, you know, janitors that are like cleaning up and accidentally kick the outlet and the vaccine's not staying cool and then it goes stale and goes bad there was a fire at a warehouse i guess that was holding a whole bunch of the vaccines so there's weird things going on nationally to where there's now less of the vaccine available we're still not getting it here the legislature's frustrated beyond belief here in the state of kansas of the distribution of it across the different counties because they're saying there's no communication so, again, Governor Laura Kelly kind of dropping the ball on this one, and she says we have things hand- – I'm going to do it in her person. We have things handled. Everything's really running really smooth. We're actually at the top of the list in the nation on COVID-19 distribution and the vaccine, and we're, we're doing very, very well here. You know, we're just so proud of everybody with the KDHE and Dr. Lee Norman, and we're, we're, we're very proud, and I think we're going to do very well because she is the angry librarian here in the state. That's our new name for her on this show is the angry librarian because (laughs) it's exactly what she is. It's exactly what she is. 
And I don't know what world they live in when they're like, oh, we're doing great with the vaccine. Now, I still don't know anybody personally that wants to take the vaccine, so it's still up to you as a prerogative on what you want to do. We're seeing some companies now across the nation saying that their employees must get the vaccine. So that's a conversation we're going to have to have here at some point on whether you are okay being forced to take the vaccine or whether you're like, eh, you know, not, not going to do it. But there are some groups that want it. There are some groups that need it. And the vaccine is not getting here in a timely manner. And even when it does get here, we're having a lack of communication from the KDHE and the different health departments and health uh, officers all over the state trying to get their hands on it to where they're like, yeah, we got a whole like 200 doses. That's that's cute. Thanks. We appreciate that. And by the way, the 200 doses means you only get to do 100 people because they get round one and round two. So that's cool as well. So we're failing big time with COVID-19 distribution while the governor and the KDHE is trying to hype it up, saying that we're actually doing very well. I, again, find that very cute and we'll see how we go here. But it's going to be a long time until it's readily available for the major part of the public with this vaccine, if you even want to get it. Then how many businesses will start saying, yeah, you kind of have to get it in order to work here. You work in customer service. You're around people all the time. We don't want to be spreading it. So you must get it in order to be part of this company and work in the position that you're in. Are you willing to do that? It's going to be a conversation that's going to be done this year. We have to address it and start thinking about it right now. Got to take a break. When we come back, some more from the legislature. We have a list of some of the latest bills in the House and the Senate right now. Plus, we'll get set for Davis Liquor Outlet coming in at uh, the bottom of the hour to chat about some of the festive uh, adult beverages that you can enjoy here coming up uh, maybe tonight for like a UFC 257. Hint, hint, wink, wink on some of the things that you can enjoy while you actually have some family time and some you time to get to enjoy. Got to take a break. 19 minutes past the hour here on Candace Talk on the Big Talker KQAM. Twenty-four minutes past the hour. Welcome back into Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker KQAM. Happy Saturday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Trying to get you up and moving for a weekend for a Saturday. It's going to be a great weekend, although a little overcast here in South Central Kansas right now. That's all right, though. It's nice and cool. I enjoy the coolness. I really do enjoy the coolness. I kind of like it. I kind of enjoy it. So I walked outside this morning and it was like twenty-three degrees. And I took a deep breath and said, "Ah." Now, I have to admit, I have never been one for the cold weather in my life, ever before, until like the last month, two months maybe, and started doing some of the new health kicks that I'm on, you know, eating properly and doing different, you know, breathing exercises, regular exercises, cold exposure, taking the cold shower, and I feel awesome. So, I don't know, I after you do a really cold shower where you don't have the heat on at all, and then you walk outside, you're like, wow, this is kind of nice. It's kind of enjoyable. So... There is that. Welcome in. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. We have Davis Liquor Outlet coming on in studio with us here at the bottom of the hour in just a few minutes. As we talk about some of the latest with the legislative session, there are some ridiculous bills that are out there for sure. I mean, the House bills, they had some that are, I don't know why they even waste their time with it, just to say that they've done it, I guess. But there is a concern a little bit for some of the bills, like House Bill uh, 2002, National Popular Vote. The fact that that's even being presented here in the state of Kansas should be a concern for everybody with a national popular vote saying that heck with your vote 
in the state and then having the Electoral College choose based on the population, based on the vote in the state. We're just going to go with the national popular vote and whatever, whoever got the, the popular vote for the nation, that's where the Electoral College is going to be voting on in the state of Kansas. So, for example, this last election, Joe Biden quote unquote got the most amount of <laughs> the most amount of vote in the nation yeah with his 80 million votes so he would have been the quote unquote popular vote winner however under the electoral college depending on what state would have gone then like the last election in 2016 Hillary Clinton got the popular vote Donald Trump won because of the electoral college now what this would do essentially would tell the state of Kansas all right I know that your votes predominantly went to Donald Trump or went to one side but the nation overall said that we want to go this direction, so now we're actually going to cast our votes for the other candidate and make your vote completely irrelevant. That's not going to go through in the state of Kansas, especially with our Republican makeup right now, but it's concerning that they even tried to propose the bill. There's, like, right now, like, 12, I think, states, 11, 12 states across the nation that have actually pushed for this agenda, and they, they've approved it. Now, they have to hit a certain threshold, which I believe is, like, 25 states, half the states, something like that. I don't remember right now, but they have to hit a certain number of states to approve it before it actually goes into effect and actually starts working. So Kansas, yeah, no, toss that one aside, put it in the nice little recycling bin and say, thanks for your consideration. We'll consider you on down the road. It's kind of like America's Got Talent. Thanks, but we're going to move on. And that's what we have to do with that national popular vote. There was a bit of drama that went up in the legislature, though, that I found kind of comical as well. I don't know if you remember the big news. Aaron Coleman, the teenager that got elected into the state legislature as a Democrat in the Kansas City area, he was, he beat Brownfelter. He was a state representative Democrat in, in that area who wasn't expecting a challenge in the primary at all. Aaron Coleman, the, the teenager, ended up beating him in the primary. And then they realized who he was. And he was a guy who had posted some quote-unquote revenge porn online against some of his ex-girlfriends. I mean, he's a high schooler. He's already posted revenge porn. He abuses women. He's made some very derogatory remarks against women. And the Democrats despise him, but now he's in the legislature. They even tried to do a write-in to challenge him in the general election, and it didn't work. Then we had... Six or seven of the Democrat women legislators go into the session saying that they want a uh, a protection order against him. They want him to rescind his victory. They want him to step down, and they want to go through this whole process. Well, all that's been dropped now. So it's been, I'm sure, fun drama in Topeka already. He's a very, very, very far-left progressive, kind of the AOC type, where he doesn't like Governor Laura Kelly because she's too establishment, she's not radical enough, she's not progressive enough, and he wants to work as a crazy, like Bernie Sanders, AOC-style progressive, wants to work with Republicans to try and go after Governor Laura Kelly because he doesn't like the direction the Democrat Party's gone, apparently, in his mind. So he's kind of all across the board, kind of a weird guy. But I find it kind of comical sitting back and watching all the drama between everybody in this situation because I don't know if the Democrats realize, but that's kind of the mentality that they've created with their policies over the last few years. The entitlement, kind of the snotty brat that he is. I mean, come on, he's a college, he's a high school kid that's pretty much had everything handed to him. He's kind of a brat, does the revenge porn, he gets whatever he wants to. That's kind of the mentality Democrats like is the entitlement, is the brattiness of the holier than now, kind of superior. They like controlling those type of people and having representing them in the party. But now that he's actually being a representative of the party, they're not too fond of him. 
And at the same time, I find it ironic after the whole Me Too movement that the progressives and Democrats really focused their attention on. Now someone who went against that and actually caused a Me Too movement is now representing the party that claims that they're all for the women's rights. Because remember, women, as soon as they say something, they're absolutely correct. And when they accuse somebody, they're absolutely 100% validated without any evidence, according to the Me Too movement and the progressives. Now we have a guy that's committed those acts, and he's representing the party that says they're for fighting against that kind of stuff. I just find the whole thing ironic. And you know me, I love irony. And I find it comical because I enjoy that. So let's watch the Democrats continue to just mull over Aaron Coleman representing them in the state legislature up in the Kansas City area in the state of Kansas. Our number, uh, bottom of the hour news coming up right around the corner. Stay here. You're listening to Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into Kansas Talk right here on the Big Talker, 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, KQAM. It is a Saturday, wrapping up the show. It goes by way too fast. An hour and a half. We've already gone through so much today, but that's what we do, kind of hanging out, doing the thing, and we appreciate you listening to us each and every week as well. Also, make sure to stay tuned in for the weekday show, 8 p.m. right here on KQAM with the Voice Reason as well, 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. And to wrap up here, as we've had a heck of a week, we had an inauguration, we had uh, you know protests, we had the first two weeks of state legislative issues. So it's been a busy week, a stressful I don't even know why I'm looking at the camera, because we're not on Facebook Live. I just kind of get into the habit of it. <laughs> but we are wrapping up in kind of a fun light. I am so excited about tonight. Like, this is going to be the most exciting thing in the world to me. UFC 257, Conor McGregor back in the octagon after a year. I had to represent today with my shirt. I had a, yes, a different shirt yesterday, so uh, I have my half-gallon bottle of proper number 12 Irish whiskey, which is great. Uh, so to talk about some adult beverages on what you could maybe enjoy for tonight, also being the kickoff of the new year, I'm excited to have you guys back in. Davis Liquor Outlet, what's going on, guys? For sure, yeah, yeah. Glad to be back. Um, I love talking to you guys. It's so much fun. This is uh, <laughs> we survived the holidays. Uh, survived yeah. the holidays, yeah. Uh, January is always a nice little lull in a way. Uh, nice little lull in a way. That, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that it's you know we get caught up on inventory and stuff like that, clean everything up. So it's it's uh, sure the guys are and girls that work for us. So are you excited for January? It's kind of like okay, deep breath. Whoosh. Yeah, uh, slow down. Twenty twenty is over. Um, you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good that's a good way, sir. Yeah, and I know that we talked a little bit about this last time you came in around the holidays, but talk about twenty twenty overall as a liquor store. I mean, you guys luckily were an essential business, so you got to stay open during the whole pandemic stuff. Bars, restaurants, nightclubs didn't get to stay open nearly as much. So I'm assuming it was a, a hopefully a good year for you guys and just liquor local liquor stores around the state of Kansas to be able to stay open and provide that since you couldn't go to the bar every night. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, the the first couple months just, you know, when obviously nobody had any idea what was about to happen, you know, it was crazy just the uh, adjustments and, and staying on top of all of a sudden, you know, now we're the only place that people can get alcohol for X amount of time. Yeah. Um, but what I keep saying is in 2020, I don't think anybody drank less. And if you did, <laughs> good for you, honestly. Um, so we were really lucky in that way of, you know, being, being open, even as, you know, other avenues for alcohol closed, um, it, it, you know, it it was really lucky for us for in a year where so many other businesses, depending on what kind of business you were, I mean, it was, you know, a lot of places are lucky to to still be open. And luckily we didn't, you know, we managed to power through and, you know, 
sure. getting to be open the whole time, you know, it, it could have gone way different. So we're really grateful for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Around the holidays, uh, do you always see kind of an increase with people coming and getting specialty drinks for the holidays? Like we talked about before, some of the maybe the uh, the rom Pompey or the, you know, the eggnog stuff or, you know, different kind of warmer drinks. So do you kind of see that change in, in purchased items during the holidays? Oh, yeah. It, the holidays are kind of, you know, we, it's a one off. Um, somebody that, that that never buys a bottle of wine buys three bottles of wine. Yeah. Um, you know, one for a gift, two for their house. Um, same with same with the the one off the eggnog and those kind of things. I mean, it's it's October, November, December. It's the only time of year you can get those handful of items for specially flavored Baileys and, and the rum chiles like we had last time we were in. Um, a lot of that is is just that you know some people never buy liquor except for that time of year yeah um the uh the holidays are, are always a little crazy for us um just just trying to get everybody you know make sure everybody's safe and sound and, and then you throw in this year or, or 2020 um you know hoping that your employees behave when they leave and they can come back the next day and work for the next two weeks sure um and everything like that we we uh we got pretty lucky that we didn't have anybody really um you know really mix that miss out on on too much work considering uh, what we had coming in and out of the stores but all the extra effort that we went to cleaning and and peony building specialists coming in and spraying our stores monday and tuesdays um yeah, you guys went you above know, and beyond with all that stuff it, for sure it, it, it was just a calming effect you know whether or not it made a difference i know there's there's the you you ask some people it, it stays live on contact with different things and it, who really know i don't i don't know but if anything, it made our employees feel safe. The, the customer saw that we were trying, um, and that's what, you know, being, being very clean is very important right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I did love uh, right around the time we talked to you guys last time, you guys were in the media uh, about some of the sanitation and then like, with uh, some of your stuff with the non-mask wearers and what you did there. So kudos to that because I, I thought that was kind of hysterical. We took a we took a beating. Uh, <laughs> it was over yeah. that. It was. It, it, I don't think we'll be doing any any uh, cake news. Um, for a while or, or any of that you know, like people didn't like it oh yeah we really I, i'll show you a few facebook things yeah. that, that we got uh, was... we're we're sheeples we were we're all that mm. you know at the end of the day it, it i think you know when we had the conversation it, it it's not about what you think or i think it's just, it's just let's all try to try to be together a little bit on this and, sure. and and beat it um yeah it was it was interesting i mean the way i see it i don't like a government mandating it to tell everybody this is what you have to do but as a business for your decision as a business to decide to do it then that's you know you have the prerogative yeah. to do that as a private business so i i think of it differently from a business saying hey i want you to wear a mask to come into my store as opposed to the government saying you must do it everywhere including in your own bedroom i mean yeah. to me that's that goes a little excessive as a business though have do what you do to make sure that your environment's healthy so people continue to want to come back yeah i don't i don't know how many times we we violated their constitutional rights by telling them to put on a mask when they came in the store right or that i didn't have the right to do it um and i think most people sometimes forget that the name on the front of the store <laughs> makes the rules when they come makes, in that's I right mean, wherever you're exactly at, you know right. it also didn't help that you know i love how the big guys the big stores the, the walmarts the dillons all these are like, hey, listen, you need to wear one, but we're not going to tell you to do it. We're going to put on a loudspeaker, but you're yeah. okay. So it's always a small guy. It's always the mom and pop store that right. has to take the beating um, for everybody else. Right. Um, and and if you went in any small store, any I mean any locally owned three thousand square foot or less or ten thousand square foot or less that's piled high with Christmas stuff, and you're like, I I can't get down that aisle because there's there's stuff there. Right. Um, 
let's just let's just play this all play play and, and, and be fair and be and all that so. well you're absolutely right i mean the small businesses always gets the brunt of everything which mm-hmm. is unfortunate i mean to, to, to even non you know liquor store industries but just small business in general got the majority of the beating when it came to this whole covid pandemic for sure yeah. and uh, it's still hard to get a lot of the money in to get assistance for a lot of them now the liquor store industry you guys did you get any assistance you get any relief from some of the covid relief bills from the federal government or were you like oh you're open so we don't really need to help you you know we did we did the ppp the paycheck protection um at the same time we we gave our employees um all got dollar 50 an hour yeah. um bonuses during that cool. peak time um, so we used it all for payroll. Um, I mean, when I had to fill out my the paperwork for to get it uh, erased, mm-hmm. they're like, "Did you use it for this? They don't rent all these other things." Like, I just literally, I used it for payroll. Yeah, um, which was probably unusual. Um, you know, this round that's getting ready to come out has a lot better rules for who can get it. Okay. Um, so the the new one that's out right now is you had to suffer a loss in 2020 to be able to get the paycheck protection. And truth be told probably should have been that way the first time it could have helped out a lot more uh, sure but when your accountant says hey fill out the paperwork and let's see what happens yeah ah, okay go for a shot i yeah. mean the government's never going to just give you money uh, right, right. I, I, when I mean, the government hands you money you say yes um <laughs> i mean when in your lifetime has that happened yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it's um, normally the other direction so much it's nice to at least change it up once in a while yeah no absolutely very good. Yeah. Well, let's start. Let's talk about the kickoff to 2021 here. Uh, the outlook for it. Hopefully, we can start seeing things open up again, which is really nice. But right now, we're in the cold season. I was just joking that you know it's 23 degree weather. I like it. I, I've never been a cold person, but I walked outside today, took a deep breath. I said, "This is kind of nice." Well, it's because it's I, I not a 30 mile it. an hour wind blowing yeah, you. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that it's true. beautiful 23 when it's no wind <laughs> yeah yeah that is very true but uh yeah right now with the cold season what is the beverage of choice what is what's everybody wanting to come in for and what do you recommend at this point when it's not necessarily a holiday to celebrate anything but you just want to stay in and enjoy a nice warm drink so we actually brought some uh brought a whole smorgasbord of things i love you guys but to uh <laughs> to kick off on the idea of you know going into january of 2021 the new year you know what what's good to drink um we brought something a little um I don't know, you might argue less fun, uh, but unique compared to what we normally bring, uh, which is, uh, is good. We brought in um, their out. Al- uh, sorry, not alcoholic brewing company. That's the whole point. Athletic brewing company. They're non-alcoholic craft beers, um, really? which are uh, we've been enjoying them in the new year just as, you know, we like beer and we like flavorful big beers. Sure. Um, but it's nice to be able to keep those, you know, like the taste and keep those in your lifestyle while also, you know, whether it's for you know just alcohol reasons or the calories or whatever it is, right. being able to still cut back and still enjoy a good beer. Um, I like that idea. It's a good sound, isn't it? That is yeah. a good sound. Yeah. It makes you it put a that smile foley. on your face. That's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, actually, there was a psychologist I think that said that there was a few sounds and smells that like when you hear them or smell them, like all of a sudden you just it's a trigger for you to just be happy and put a smile <laughs> on your face. And it was the smell of pizza and it was the sound of a bottle clicking. And it's just like, ah, or the cork bottle of a, like a wine bottle or something too. Oh, or just yeah, like, oh yeah. Yeah. Is, they're just like, oh, everything's all right in the world now. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a good combo. You know, everybody and the bottle. Yeah. And, and, and people are still in that, you know, we're still in January. So we're still battling those. Okay. I'm not going to do this during, during, I'm not going to drink during the week or I'm, I'm, sure. I'm all this. So this guy, <laughs> <laughs> My wife just laughed at that. <laughs> we tried it we, a couple we times. Calling ourselves out uh, here. <laughs> the uh, so it, you know these beers have are, are so flavorful and they all I mean they are as close to tasting like a a 
you know, full flavored alcoholic beverage that, that I've found in a while. Sure. Um, and I'm not a big NA person. I, mean, I think NA is, I think, O'Doul's and Sharps and, I mean, God bless for having them, but they, they're, they're like rice water. They just, they but I'll say, well, flavor. I've never understood uh, the reasoning for a lot of them, I guess, was because if you want to drink a beer, then, then drink a beer. But a lot of people try and go away from beer because they don't like the taste of alcohol, so they want to get rid of the taste of alcohol by mixing drinks and doing other fruity things. And then the people that buy non-alcoholic beer to taste the taste of beer but not get alcohol. So I always thought it was kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's not for everybody. A lot of, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's like, okay, so you want me to drink the beer that tastes like beer, but and not I'm not going to? Well, that sounds like a crock. Um, but, you know, yeah, if you're, if you're that type of person who really enjoys, you know, craft beer or, you know, like right here we have, we're trying the stout right now. I like that. Um, they're yeah. all out, extra dark. Um, used to it's almost like stout. a soda carbonated beer. Yeah, it's, of. you know, and it, it's not fully, you know, super alcoholic tasting. You, know, you obviously don't get the burn because there's, you know, not, well, less than half a percent in there. Right. But it's got the main flavors there, and it's something, you know, just to, you know, if it's just to kind of quelch that craving, like, oh, I really want a beer, you have something that you can drink, and, you know, it's not, uh, you know, not, not breaking your streak, so to speak. Yeah, I'm not usually big into dark stouts either just because I kind of like my lighter beers, but I would almost go for something like this if I wanted to go for a dark stout because this is kind of nice. You know, if you're just trying to, you know, for me during the week, sometimes just having that in my hand or just having the taste and not wanting to partake or even even if you know you have an all-day event, you know, yeah. like say tomorrow football starts at 2 o'clock and Chiefs play at 5, whatever time, um, that's a long day. So you mix a few of these in. Um, or you start your day with some some NAs or, or even to finish it. It's it, it, it's just a different different way to look at look at having uh, having beers or if you're training and, and you still want the want the taste. It's all about the taste and the feel. So yeah. So yeah. Makes you feel um, good. Even without the alcohol. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> Makes you feel good. Let's to go ahead and take a break here real quick. Forty eight minutes past the hour. When we come back, I want to talk about the look ahead for twenty twenty one, some of the other great stuff that you guys have. And if you have any questions, you can give us a call at three one six seven two one eight two five five. Lots to get to today on Candace Talk right here on the Big Talker, KQAM. Welcome back into Kansas Talk. Wrapping up the show today it goes by way too fast. Joe Pags live with the weekend coming up after the top of the hour. Make sure to stay tuned in for that one. We'll be back at it at eight o'clock on Monday evening for the Voice of Reason, our national broadcast. So thanks for hanging out there with us every week as well or every day. Uh, more, uh, I like this. It's you know a good day, and I still have adult beverages being handed to me <laughs> as we go along. That's why I love these guys coming in studio. Davis Sicker Outlets. Uh, you guys have what four locations across town? Yep, four four locations. I love it. So really, wherever you may be in town, you can find a uh, a location. Now I have to say, I came in yesterday, got my half gallon of proper number twelve Irish whiskey, getting ready for the big fight tonight. So I am excited, uh, but it's hard to get some in I hear right now. Proper twelve is out of stock again for the seven fifty mls. Uh, half wow. gallons are still sitting on the shelf, um, but uh, but I, yeah, started in December. It still goes along with the you know. Well, you can't get some pizzas and pepperonis at, at grocery stores. Uh, yeah. um, it's just su- the supply chain is still just backlogged um, because of COVID um, yeah. and getting it here. I mean, it could be I'm sure it's in a container um, waiting to get inspected someplace. Sure. But but we have no ETA 
um, I on guess a it's lot aging. of items. So, so like, a, I mean, there's, there's no crown. I mean, Crown Apple is not. There's there's no ETA for it to come back in, in to the state right now. Wow. So uh, whatever's on the shelf is what's there. What you got? Well, yeah. I'm glad I got my half gallon. I, I did see. I've always wanted to get the half gallon because I heard that he started doing that. And then when I saw, I shed a tear a little bit and I got really excited. So I got the. I was gonna get the small one, and then I saw the half gallon there, and that was more in stock. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to make myself happy for the weekend. So yeah, You're going to drink it anyway. So. I'm, I'm going to drink it anyways. That is very true. Now, outside of the fight tonight, there's also the big games tomorrow that everybody's excited about. So, uh, you know, beers and, and different drinks. You guys have a couple here that I, I we want to talk about and try. But you said apparently a lot of people are going for, like, flavored things right now. Yeah, the uh, there's – there's well, we, right now I, I, in front of you is a root beer. Uh, root beer float soda jerk is the name of it so root beer flavoring peanut butter has just been on fire it's because a lot of people right now are, are wanting to you know you're sitting outside want to have something you know not really strong like there's no there's no vodka taste in that i think it's vodka based there's there's no whiskey taste wow. that burn in the peanut butter it's kind of like fireball fireball you still get that oh. yeah <laughs> right right like, uh, yeah. no no pass. so so it, it hurts um and these are these are more natural and and more natural flavorings and those kind of things but they've been very popular right? we we've seen i guess it's screwball pints and 750s and um there's some peanut butter ones that are out there and I, the, the it's a growing uh, segment um, as with anything with flavors. I like that root beer. That's that's nice. It's got that little bit of that burn, but it's got the root beer, really strong root beer flavor yeah. to it. It's kind of nice. Yeah, it's I got mean, that it's... just enough that, you know, it yeah. warms up that little bit and exactly. you, know, you get that feel, but it's not, you know, not burning your throat on the way down. And yeah. it's 70 proof. I mean, it, you're not, it's, I mean, you're not drinking, you know, it's not like drinking. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's not like you're drinking just a little, uh, you know, a little, a little hit of it. So it's, it's got a, got a pretty kick. Now, what's the pink one here that you just handed me? So that, <clears throat> Excuse me. That is, Apparently, uh, it's really good. Yeah. Um, that is the uh, the Pink Whitney from uh, from New Amsterdam Vodka. Um, it's actually a kind of collaboration project with uh, Barstool Sports. Um, I don't have, you know, don't remember the whole story off the top of my head, but it's like one pink of them, lemonade. Yeah, really like mixing like pink wow. lemonade vodka drinks, and so you know why mix when you can just start at the source and have. I was going to say I make that vodka. at home with pink lemonade or lemonade in general. Put a little vodka in there, so it tastes exactly just like a vodka pink lemonade. Yeah, That's and, really and that good. Canadian, yep, Barstool Sports guys from Canada, um, and so it, up in that area. That, okay, it, this is a Pink Whitney is a drink, um, and then that was the tie-in with New Amsterdam, and it 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 has been it's super popular, uh, and, and it's it's easy to drink. You don't have to mix with anything if you don't want to. Yeah, um, and then you add in the I mean the Barstool Sports guys are very very vocal. Very I mean they're uh, political, um, not only with sports. Um, but but all the generals that are out there for for that so he kind of gets a, a, an up and down but the product is has been really well and, and they finally have enough product in that we can stack it on the floor and, and be good to go mm-hmm. um, only comes to 750 ml um, I think it's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. 1299 or Yep. Uh, yeah, and that's for the 750 sure. mil, your, your normal size bottle. And then we do have, you know, the shooters as well. That's what we brought because we didn't feel like we needed to all split up. So a, uh, open up a, a bottle at 10 other. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, um, there is that. So. Yeah, we got cut spots next with Rick Everett. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got work still. <laughs> got to do some things. No, but my wife, that's something that my wife would really love because she loves kind of the more fruity drinks like mm-hmm. that. And especially you know, uh, lemonade is kind of her go-to. So that's something that... Uh, if you like the the more flavorful, fruitier kind of drinks, mm-hmm. that is, and I love lemonade, so that's kind of right up my alley. Yeah, and it's something that you know, with the the fruitiness and the you know the sweetness kind of coming from the vodka itself. Yeah. Then from there, you kind of mix how you want. You know, if you're not a 
sweet tooth, you know, you throw soda water in there. If you want it a little sweeter, there it is. Uh-oh. <laughs> you throw, um, you know, throw some Sprite in there, or it's, it really kind of disappears in, into just about anything you want to. Sure. We got just about a minute and a half or so left before we have to wrap up, but talk about your guys' plans over the, the really 2021. I mean, do you see any more big things coming out? I heard still the rumor that Yingling's going to be on the way, but any more new products that you've heard that may be being released uh, this year? I, I haven't heard much of, of anything big rolling out. Mm. Um, Yingling will hit Texas this year, it sounds like, or here soon, so that, it's getting closer. I mean, that's only a state away little. at that point in time. So, um, you know, for us, it's it's just continuing to, to keep our employees safe and and push. You know, we've got the app that's out there that everybody can download. You can see what we have in stock, uh, see our featured items. That's right. You can use coupons. There's coupons section on there. Um, it's a great way just to peruse what we have, um, know if we have it in stock or not um, before you show up. Um, but you know, new items. I think we're just gonna see a lot more flavored stuff uh, along the way, and 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 there's gonna be beers and more NA stuff coming out, low calorie. It's gonna be a low calorie year, I'm pretty sure. Again, um, as people start everybody to get going back on the outside. health kick kind of thing. Well, yeah. you know, everybody okay. couldn't run. Nobody could. I mean, you think about it. Going to gyms and, and running last year, there was no races, no anything. Mm. Um, so. People are, are excited to get out. March is going to get here, and we're going to celebrate March this year, I think. So it's not going to get taken away from us. That's right. Um, fingers crossed. We at least know what we're going into. That's but right. we, uh, exactly. We, we got one more thing to taste real quick. Um, just Ooh. just because that cupcake guy's fighting tonight, we brought a little cupcake sub. Ah, yum, blah. Ah, <laughs> see, see, so you're talking about Dustin Poirier, the cupcake, right? So. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who they are. Uh, but, you know, you know, we're, we're just happy to be, you know, sort of, you know, we're around 40-plus years. We're happy to be in Wichita, happy to have, you know, everybody come in and shop with us and support us um we're such a family-oriented business um keeping Absolutely. everything close but the four stores you can find us online davislegal.com um again download the app uh, find everything you need from us um and, I love uh, it. and and if you know if you need anything from us we're, we're just a click away um which is which is kind of unusual to, to, to think about liquor and all that uh, that way so always right there yeah. i love it davis liquor outlet uh, davis liquor outlet four locations here in the wichita area we always love having you guys on we love working with you guys with kqam and let's do this again here real soon sounds like a plan thank you sir always a good time all right joe pegs live with the weekend coming up here right around the corner until then everybody have a wonderful weekend this is kansas talk here on the big talker kqam